Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got Jolina and George Kurtz spending part of our weekend with you. Thanks for joining us. So, uh, George, uh, I know you're going to be on the network tomorrow uh, with uh, Kevin Walsh. And I th- are you doing the, the fantasy football frenzy as well? Yeah, I'm covering for Mike Blewett tomorrow morning. So mm-hmm. I'll, Kevin and I will be on from, what, 9 to 12. Then Corey and I from uh, 12 to 2, Fantasy Frenzy. So we're, we're covering all our bases tomorrow. Right. No more walls to break down in your home or whatnot? I certainly hope not. Uh, after this show, I'm going out with friends tonight. So uh, There you go. Uh, Where are you going? Well, you know, Cause I, I think it's going to pop by. Go to a friend's house, you know, watch the game. You know, watch a little, mm-hmm. little, little, little game there. Watch the Yankees and uh, Mets play uh Later on tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. just hanging out, you know, guys. We, we tend to get, get together about once a month, about five or six. So we do this. Uh, these are guys I've known from high school. So you're mm-hmm. talking 30-plus 30, 30 years ago, and uh, wow. we try and get together once a month or so. Mm-hmm. Probably play a little cards. There you go. What's the game of choice? Uh, Texas Hold'em? Yeah, generally it's all. We play, uh, sometimes we'll play uh, Dealer's Choice, so pretty much everything comes up if we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it'd be very little Hold'em, but I think it's going to be Hold'em. It really depends how many guys we have. If we have six or more guys, generally it's uh uh, a tournament or two of Hold'em. Mm. You're a good card player, or how do you use them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I am a good oh, yeah? I, I played in tournaments, so I enjoy playing. I'm not mm-hmm. someone who's uh, great on tells, but I am right. someone who remembers everything. So I'll remember mm-hmm. patterns, you know, and uh, I'm very good at math. So I generally play mm-hmm. the math. I know I know my percentages of winning, or if you're supposed to, uh, you know, you're supposed to go all in, you're supposed to bet, supposed to call. I play percentages, uh, and mm-hmm. percentages tell me I should be calling. Or raising, then I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy a good uh, Texas Hold'em uh, tournament. We used to play more often, uh, me and a few buddies of mine. And <laughs> it's funny, this this one group of, of guys that we'd get together, and you know, I like let's say by the two hours into the game, I'd have like the biggest. It's happened more than once. I'd have like the biggest pile and whatnot. But there's this one particular friend of mine just just wears me down. <laughs> It's little by little, just takes my pile, and uh, by the end of the night, it's just you know a little give and take between the both of us. But uh, it's always a lot of fun. So have fun tonight, George. You've earned it. Uh, yes, I, I, that's what I told him. Uh, I told him earlier this morning. Like after my after my day yesterday, I deserve this. This is the kind mm-hmm. of day, Joe. Even if I wasn't going out today, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. doing anything. My body is so beat up. I've got a million cuts all over the place, and mm-hmm. my body is beat up. Everything hurts. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you need to uh, take a, a steroid or something like like uh, Julian Edelman. Listen, I didn't know it went into my body, Joe. I, uh, it's, it's an accident. <laughs> Your body's uh, a I'm temple, sorry. right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, try. And then what? Then, they, then the trainer had to come out with his own statement because everyone's blaming him. You yeah, because uh, he uh, Edelman is one of the Guerrero guys. And then what? Yeah. We got more news that Gronk was pretty uh, pretty much traded, but then Brady nixed it. You know, mm-hmm. I said he'd retire if Gronk was traded. Like, what the hell is going on in New England? Unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, I definitely want to talk. We've we've kind of went over division by division, a uh, bunch of teams, but it's so early in the preseason. But uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting year in New England this year, especially like you mentioned, you know, the, the trade rumors with Gronk and, and whatnot. And, and We're seeing major cracks in this foundation here. Yeah, there's definitely a disconnect with the, the trainer, like you mentioned, Guerrero. There was that huge article that was written uh, last year, I think, by an ESPN writer. I forget his name now. But, uh, what was it, Haskell, I think? That was, yeah, that there was like a, a major, uh, like you said, a crack in the foundation where, you know, 
you know, Brady on one side and then Belichick on the other. It's just it looks like it might potentially get ugly. I think it's I think it might already be. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we're hearing all this stuff. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, we don't know how true this is. But was Garoppolo traded because Brady wanted him gone? Because he was afraid of losing his job, or was he traded because well, it's either trade him or you know we're going to lose him for nothing? You know we don't know which way that was. We're sort of guessing right. here. You know because it could go. It could be honestly it could have gone either way. You know Brady could. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many quarterbacks feel so insecure about the back of guy taking his job, which in my mind, Tom Brady is a joke. You're, you're the goat. No one's taking your job. Yeah. But you know right. Roethlisberger has the same issue in Pittsburgh, so uh, it could have been just because hey. We're not going to sign Garoppolo. We can't. You know, we, we're not going to give him a big contract. We're not going to. We can't afford that on a salary cap. So we're not going to do that. So let's trade him and get as much as we can for him. In which case, it was a second round pick with San Fran. Yeah, so we yeah. had that, and now you hear the thing. Uh, how true it is. Just once again, we don't know. But it's fun to talk about that. Apparently, Gronk was going to be traded. You know that they had a deal where was it San Fran and one other team might have been the Rams. I'm not 100 percent sure. And apparently, Brady said, "You trade him, I'm retiring." Now I think that's probably a bluff. And, but I don't blame Brady for saying that, by the way. I mean, you've already gotten rid of Brandon Cooks, and now you're going to mm-hmm. trade my next favorite target? I mean, God, who am I going to throw the ball to? I'm going to get killed back here. We don't have Nate Solder anymore either protecting me. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I blame Brady for that one. But, uh, you know, the, uh, Gronk and Brady didn't train with the team. You know, right? They didn't show mm-hmm. up for uh, the voluntary OTAs. Let me put that. They're right. voluntary. You don't need to be there. Uh, but they didn't show up for that. You know, Brady and Belichick do seem to be – in my mind, Joe, this seems to be everyone wants credit. This is what happened to Dallas, you know, back in the 90s with Jones and Cra- and Jones and uh, Jimmy Johnson both wanted credit. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, Jimmy Johnson is no longer there. In this case, it's more of a three-way head here where it's, you know, it's, it's Kraft, it's Belichick, it's Brady. They all want credit, and they all deserve credit. I mean, why they can't share it evenly is beyond me. I understand Brady can feel a little uh, like you're not uh, – maybe I should get more credit too because I'm not making $30 million a year. I've taken the hit here so we can have good players around us. And you keep getting rid of these players. You know, it could be a, a thing where Brady said, listen, if you're going to re-sign Garoppolo, I want money. You know, I always want to make, you know, $5 million more than Garoppolo. So if you're going to re-sign it for 20 now you got to give me 25 You know, yeah. or you go 22 27 Now you're talking, that's going to be, you know, $40 million you got to spend on quarterbacks uh, from what they were making last year. So maybe that's why Garoppolo's gone too because they knew they couldn't afford him. So many moving parts here. Like I said, is I, well, it's surprising to me because Belichick's had mm-hmm. for how good this organization has been for how long. You know, I guess sooner or later this kind of stuff's going to happen. Sooner or later, absolutely. Yeah. Winning's not as important. They've won so much, it's just mm-hmm. not as important anymore. Right. Uh, so uh, what do you think the impact is going to be? I mean, I think technically Edelman is still uh, appealing the decision, but, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be serving a four-game suspension, right? So, uh, I mean, I actually thought of him as kind of like a, a sleeper. You know, when you when you look at uh, you know, obviously one of favorite uh, one of uh, Tom Brady's favorite targets over the years, uh, you know, 151 targets in 2013, 134 in 2014, 159 in 2016. So a great PPR guy. Uh, but uh, so for the first four games, I mean, who, who's the the big winner here? Is it uh, Chris Hogan, or basically is it too hard to tell because you know Brady likes to spread that ball around. <laughs> And I think that's exactly what will happen now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it will spread around an awful lot with all these guys who's ever open, who's ever got mm-hmm. the best matchup. Maybe they'll run the ball more with Sony Michelle. So maybe yeah. he's the big w- winner here. Or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Burkhead. Maybe James White's the big winner catching the ball out of the backfield. Or it's Burkhead out of the backfield. This is going to be a mess that fantasy fantasy was trying to figure this out. You know, is it Hogan? Maybe it's Malcolm Mitchell. Maybe it's Jordan Matthews who wakes up from the dead. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's. I don't think Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski can get any better than what he already is. I mean, you're already mm-hmm. taking him second round of most drafts. So, uh, what are you going to do? Take him in the first round? I'm not doing that. In fact, I just wrote the uh, the tight end for the exclusive edge, uh, edge package, the uh, tight end uh, breakdown. Uh, mm-hmm. and, <coughs> excuse me, and Gronkowski was my only tight end in my, uh, my first tier. I think he is mm-hmm. that good. But I think everybody else on this is going to be a complete nightmare. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean, who who do you like to uh, emerge, if anyone, out of this uh, backfield? I mean, you mentioned Sony Michelle. Uh, you know, Burkhead was really, really good last year. Uh, you know, in terms of the number of touchdowns he played relative to how much, how many snaps he was playing. I mean, he spent part of the season hurt. Who do I like to emerge? I mean, 
Bill Belichick. Can anyone? Yeah. <laughs> hates fantasy owners. He hates mm-hmm. fantasy football. Uh, he's going to play the guy. And first, they got seven backs. Michelle Burkett, White, Jeremy Gillisley. Hill, Mike Gillisley, yeah, Brandon Hill. Bolton, Ralph Webb is there. They're not keeping anywhere near seven. Mm-hmm. I think at most they'll keep five, probably four. So a couple of these. Which I mean, one Webb's of the seven? How many of the seven are fantasy relevant? You got Michelle, well, with, obviously, right? Go ahead. Yeah. With Belichick, they're all fantasy relevant because he doesn't care. <laughs> we he <too> doesn't. <laughs> talked about well, this with Corey Parson last week. He doesn't care about mm-hmm. making players happy. He's not worried about getting, you know, James White a certain amount of touches. Belichick mm-hmm. cares about winning, winning, and winning, which means mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, week one, I don't know who they play week one, but, you know, if week one versus the Jets says that Sonny Michelle is the best play, well, then Sonny Michelle gets the ball. But week two, mm-hmm. maybe it's James White because he matches up better against Tennessee. And once again, mm-hmm. I don't know who they're playing these weeks. I'm just throwing out teams about there. That's how Belichick goes about these things. It's all the match. It's all the player he thinks, or Josh McDonald for that matter, that they think, gives the team the best chance to win that day. And the same thing with the receiver core, by the way. Maybe it's Hogan's day. Maybe it's Mitchell's day. You don't know. You know, you just don't know going in week to week. That's why it's so damn hard to bet on New England players other than Tom Brady and Gronkowski because you are gambling that that's going to be the week this guy gets, you know, gets the touchdown or gets the uh, the 15 touches. So uh, it's a week-to-week thing for me. Mm-hmm. It just is. I probably trust the receivers more than I trust the runners because in the past they've thrown more. But maybe Michelle changes that this year. They come a more balanced, traditional offense where it's 60-40 towards the pass. Yeah, so there's a, there's a, once again, there's a lot going on here. But the only two players I trust on New England are Brady and Gronk. Right. All right, well, let's move uh, on from the uh, the Patriots. And uh, let's take a look at some of these uh, quarterbacks and uh, offenses of the quarterbacks that uh, are starting the season as the uh, number one QB uh, that weren't with the same team from last year. Uh, why don't we start with Minnesota? First of all, are you a, a Kirk Cousins guy? I mean, do I think he can have a decent season? Sure. You know, I think there might be some truth to the uh, rumor that with Washington, he wasn't truly letting it all out because he was afraid of throwing interceptions and that would hurt his value. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. there might be something there. I think also his receivers in Washington, you know, played down. Jordan Reed can never stay healthy for crying out loud. You know, Jordan Reed's a hell of a talent, but never on the field. You know, Josh Donaldson, Terrell Pryor, disappointing years last year. You know, mm-hmm. James McCrowder wasn't all that great either. So, uh, yeah, he goes to Minnesota now. He's got Dalvin Cook back. You know, reliable tight end in Rudolph. Not as good as uh, Jordan Reed, but more probably more reliable. You got Adam Very Thielen, nice Stephon receivers. Diggs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... It's all set up for him, and, he's, and more importantly, he's got a great defense. But he's going to get mm-hmm. the ball a lot on offense. Yes, there could be times where the idea is not to make the big mistake, so he's not throwing the ball. He's running mm-hmm. it. But to answer your question, am I a Kirk Cousins guy? Probably no. With that being said, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a top-10 fantasy quarterback. Right. Out of this offense, the Vikings offense, who would you rather own in terms of wide receivers? A Thielen or a Diggs? I mean, in a way, it seems like if things pan out the way they did last year, Thielen would be the guy to own in PPR, and uh, Diggs might be the guy to own in, in non-PPR. Well, since Jake Seeley's not on this show, we're going to say assume that it's a PPR league. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake <laughs> hates PPR, for those who don't get the reference. Uh, he's yeah. certainly uh, not a big fan of it, and I sort of get it. You know, with PPR, should you really be awarded a point just for catching a pass? You can catch a pass and lose three yards. You mm-hmm. know, why are you getting a point for it? Uh, I think PP1 is actually the best league, uh, a point per first down. Yeah, we, we, yep, yep, we talked about that. Think, that was in the yeah. uh, Scotty Fishbowl uh, league Sky last year. Scotty Fishbowl. Not sure, yeah, I'm not sure if he's uh, going to continue with that rule because he tweaks the rules every year. He does tweak them. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what he's going to do. I hope I hope he keeps it. I truly do. Me I mean, I've got an email mm-hmm. from Scott this morning. Uh, I hope he keeps it. I think it's the best way to – if you're going to reward a point, then reward it for a first down because that's what's mm-hmm. important. First downs. Right. You know, so I, I hope he keeps it, but we don't know. Uh, so anyway, with uh, I like Thielen better. You know, uh, more uh, and maybe more conservative because he uh, not. I don't think he's be a huge touchdown guy, but he's going to catch those passes. You know, mm-hmm. those points add up. You got six pair of passes. You know, you get eighty yards. You get a touchdown. That's twenty points right there. You know, six eighty and a touchdown, twenty points. So mm-hmm. uh, Thielen's the guy I have over Diggs. I like. I think Diggs is a better big play receiver. I think he could have mm-hmm. bigger games because I think he'll, he might catch. You know, he's the kind of guy who wouldn't shock me. He goes, you know, 492. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he gets two, catches two touchdowns. I think he is that uh, that kind of receiver here. Uh, bottom line is I like both these guys. I like this offense. I think Dalvin Cook uh, is, is coming back. He's going to be healthy. I already said Kirk, Kirk Cousins will be a top 10 back. Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph. This team is stacked. I mean, the NFC is loaded with stacked teams. Philadelphia, the, the, the Rams. You know, these teams are really good here. So uh, mm-hmm. I have Thielen over Diggs here. And like I said, that defense is so good. I think Minnesota could have the ball in offense for 35 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Well, when we come back, I want to talk about, you mentioned the NFC is stacked in terms of uh, offensive production or potential production, but uh, why don't we take a look at uh, Minnesota Vikings' old quarterback, uh, Case Keenum, who moved uh, out west uh, to Denver, uh, try to break down uh, what that offense could look like. Uh, we got uh, Demaryius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders coming back uh, to top uh, wide receivers get uh, George's take on that plus they have a, a rookie a running back Royce Freeman in the mix as well so uh, when we come back on the fantasy sports radio network we'll uh, take a look at the, the at Denver Broncos and some other uh, uh, offenses too as well uh, in the hour where we have uh, quarterbacks uh, that are going to be taking over who weren't the starting quarterback uh, for their respective teams last season so Uh, We'll be back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And if you play DFS and haven't tried playing mybookie.ag player props, then you're missing out. Their player props tool allows you to avoid sharks winning 90% of the money in DFS. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches. Go to mybookie.ag, open a new account, and enter the promo code FNTSY, and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. Often a player, say like a, a Mike Trout, uh, for instance, will be chalk in DFS and be 80% owned in tournaments because uh, everyone's going to think the play is obvious. But don't be a loser and eat DFS chalk. Be a winner and play the mybookie.ag player prop. Plus, you can access the one sport not yet touched by DFS. That's right, the sport of kings. We're talking horse racing. Hey, it's simple. Just go to mybookie.ag, open an account. Enter the promo code FNTSY and receive your 50% deposit bonus. Click the player props tool, choose your player prop, and collect your winnings. That's mybookie.ag. Enter promo code FNTSY. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in uh, this weekend. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Glean along with George Kurtz uh, getting you through. Uh, and uh, when we last spoke, we were talking a little Minnesota Vikings, and uh, we were talking about uh, Kirk Cousins as uh, the new uh, starting quarterback for the Vikings, previously with the Washington Redskins. And uh, the uh, guy who uh, took the Vikings pretty far, a little surprising, right? Case Keenum. Uh, he has moved on. He was a free agent, signed the deal with the Broncos there, George uh, he's got a couple of pretty good receivers to throw the ball to. I mean, uh, listen, I mean, they're getting a little older. We're talking to Marius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. But uh, Keenum was uh, something else last season. He was. Uh, he was. I mean, is it all because he got away from Jeff Fisher? I mean, is that where we're going to go with hmm. this? 
I don't trust the man. <laughs> I don't. So fantasy-wise, he's not in my top 12. Uh, mm-hmm. He'd be more of a super flex quarterback for me or uh, in a two-quarterback league uh, guy I'd go with there. He had a magical season last year. 22 mm-hmm. uh, touchdowns, seven interceptions, completed almost 68% of his passes. Uh, I mean, those are all great numbers. You know, and Denver's got a similar team with Denver, with the exception of uh, the offensive line, uh, the running game. You mentioned Royce Freeman. Okay, well, let's see what happens there. Let's see if he's going to mm-hmm. be a reliable uh, running back. So, uh, like I said, I don't have my top 12, Joe. I'm not, I'm not taking him as a starter. There are too many guys I'll go in the other direction. I just don't trust him. Don't trust him. He's going he's gonna to have to do it again for me uh, mm-hmm. before I move him up. You know, the thing that's interesting is that, uh, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but when you look at, I mean, he didn't play for a big college. He played for a school called uh, Houston, basically. Uh, 44 touchdowns twice and uh, 48. So the guy is a gunslinger. At least he was in college. So yeah, I get I get that, that he may never play as well as he did uh, ever again in his uh, future career. Uh, but he's got some weapons there. What do you think about uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders this season? Oh, he certainly has weapons to throw to. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I, I think I've always been expecting more from him to be a mm-hmm. better receiver here. Uh, mm-hmm. They at put a better fantasy receiver. He's a wide receiver, too. Uh, top wide receiver, too, for me. He's in that same category as, let's say, Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton all depends on Andrew Luck and what we mm-hmm. see from him. Uh and he's ahead of guy, and oh, Diggs is in that, uh, that category as well. He's ahead of guys like uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Robinson, Gordon, uh, guys, guys of those ilk. But I like Demarius Thomas, I do. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I'm somewhat concerned uh, because when you get a new quarterback, is he going to have that rapport with Thomas, with Sanders? You know, we don't know. You know, it could take mm-hmm. a while to get used to here. Sanders, I have more on the uh, top wide receiver three. So, uh, like I said, I think th- these guys are both fantasy worthy. <clears throat> should both certainly be drafted. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, even if things go well, I don't see big years coming from either one of them. Keen is not that. You call him a gunslinger in college. I honestly don't care about that. Uh, I don't know what's done in the NFL. I should, yeah. And I, I don't yeah, think is going to play for that. Look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and college offense, is just, it's just it's different. It, it, it rarely is, yes. means anything uh, it's mm-hmm. in my mind what the NFL does. But I don't think Denver's going to play to that. I think Denver's mm-hmm. going to have a very good defense. They they're gonna want Keenan to be a little more than a game manager, you know. That's what don't make the mistakes, but throw you know throw. The, they want the defense to respect them, you know. Where they can get that uh, safety, uh, where they just can't play the run. Give the defense the ability to where the defense knows it's either if you give up one of the fourteen, we're gonna lose. You know, defense, give the defense some cushion there where they can mm-hmm. uh, do what they have to do. You got Bradley Chubb here. I think they just want Keenan more not to lose games than to win them. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be a game manager, he's got to have that uh, running game uh, working, and hopefully his rookie running back could, uh, you know, put up the numbers for him. But uh, that, we're talking Royce Freeman. But you mentioned Demarius Thomas. You know, you, you always expecting more out of him, and I, I kind of agree with you in a, in a sense because I, I guess he's getting a little bit older, and his numbers have, have come down slightly. Still, I think a very good uh, PPR. Guy, but I'm looking at his ADP in uh, some of these uh, myfantasyleague.com best ball leagues. He's uh, number 24 wide receiver being taken. Just I'm going to give you a couple of names, you know, surrounding where where he is. Uh, we're just ahead of him. We have uh, uh, well, why don't we go number number 20? You have uh, Jarvis Landry. Number 21, Josh Gordon. So um, what do we what do we think? Uh, Alshon Jeffrey at 22. Sammy Watkins at 23. Uh, then you have Demaris Thomas, and then right after that, Golden Tate. I mean, I gave you a lot of names right there, but uh, um, I mean, well, why don't we talk about Landry and Gordon? Uh, you know, Landry last, I mean, he's basically he's uh, averaging 100 receptions a season, I think, over his career. Just been a, a PPR monster than last year. Actually, uh, I think he scored like eight or nine touchdowns as, as well, so he added that dimension to his game. But um, that's going to be a tough offense to figure out right in terms of uh the, you know the cleveland offense because you, you're thinking that tyrod taylor we're talking about quarterbacks in new places right tyrod taylor going from uh the bills to cleveland and then you have uh, baker mayfield you know in the wings but uh, a couple of potentially really good receivers in jarvis landry and josh gordon this is potentially a very good offense uh, mm-hmm. But the quarterback situation makes it a little shaky. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is an average NFL quarterback. Uh, I don't love him, don't hate him, but when's he going to get replaced? 
Mm-hmm. You know, when when does that time come? I don't I don't think it'll be week effect. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be could be week four, week eight. You know, is it mm-hmm. after the bye? You know, whatever it might be. Is it after a couple of losses? You know, is it that Tyra Taylor throws a couple of deceptions? We we don't know when that's mm-hmm. going to be, and that will change things. I don't think Jarvis Landry gets 100 receptions this year. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen because mainly of the quarterback, not him. Uh, I like the running game, Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb. You got they just resigned Duke Johnson as well, so that's there. You know, the running game is there. I think Carlos Hyde, by the way, is pretty much one one and done in Cleveland. He'll be one year there, then he'll move on. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like the running game. I like the Najoku as a sleeper at tight end. You know, I think he's uh, not in my top twelve. He's not that far out of it either. Uh, the wide receivers mm-hmm. you, we're going through now: Landry, Josh Gordon. I, li- I like these guys. You know, mm-hmm. Josh Gordon. We're not hearing any news, any off-field news about him. That's good, right? Right. That's no good. news Maybe is good news. With Josh Gordon, no news is great news. You mm-hmm. know, just stay out of trouble here and let's see what you can do. You know, even Corey Coleman, I have some interest in uh, in deeper leagues. I think it's mm-hmm. a very good receiving core, assuming Taylor can get them the ball. I think this is the first year we'll find out. You know, in Buffalo. Was it because of the receivers, or was it Taylor that the hours was never uh, the passing hours was never never had any kind of consistency? You know, we'll mm-hmm. find out now because the receivers are there. You know, even if you don't believe Josh Gordon's a number one, still he's a good number two. Landry's a very good slot receiver, and Coleman uh, has some value on the outside here. You know, Joko is a good tight end. You have a good running game, so we'll find out here about uh, this Cleveland offense. I don't think it's uh, a joke anymore. I think at the very least, it's a legitimate NFL offense. Sort of this, uh, Chicago reminds me of the same thing. They now have legitimate NFL offenses. So I'm curious here. Josh Gordon, I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to, going to go in on him too early because of what he did you know, a couple of years back when he was pretty much all world. And it's like every catch he had was a touchdown. Last year he came back, he was okay. He was okay. Nothing great, but he was okay. So they're going to wonder, can he get back to what he was doing? You know, Taylor wasn't able to make Sammy Watkins all that great in mm-hmm. Buffalo. Like I said, once again, we'll find out. Was it more Watkins' fault or was it more Taylor's fault? You'll find out now with Gordon. If Gordon doesn't get anything done, well, then it's probably more on Taylor. And, I, and Mayfield's going to play at some point this year. You know, unless the, the Browns are going 8-2 and two and Taylor's uh, leading this team to a playoff berth, Mayfield's going to play. And when mm-hmm. that happens, I expect all these numbers to come down. You know, I think uh, Gordon has a problem. Then I think Jarvis Landry has a problem. It's just the way it generally is with rookie quarterbacks. Not every mm-hmm. rookie quarterback figures it out right away. So, um, like I said, I have Gordon in the wide receiver three category, but I think people are going to draft him as a wide receiver two, banking on the upside. Uh, right. Landry, PPR, wide receiver two, but I don't think he gets 100 catches. Okay. And uh, so we were talking about uh, other uh, receivers right around uh, where uh, Demarius Thomas was going. Uh, he number uh, ranked 24th uh, is ADP. Uh, in the best ball, uh, my fantasy leagues. And uh, right after him at number 25 is a guy that you're familiar with, Golden Tate. Um, I mean, and you have Larry Fitzgerald right after him. Now, that's an interesting trio right there. Um, you know, I, I was going to say all three of them are wide receiver ones on their, on their team, and they kind of are. I mean, Golden Tate has uh, some competition from Marvin Jones, right? I think Marvin Jones is a little bit better of a, a red zone target than, than Tate. Tate will, uh, I think, be a, little, be a little bit better in PPR leagues. But uh, of the four, like uh, Demaryius Thomas, a Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, even a Marvin Jones, I mean, do you like the way that they're ranked as, you know, the way that the ADP is coming? Or, I mean, is there one guy that really stands out to you out of that, that crew? Well, Marvin Jones is not in this conversation. He falls at least mm-hmm. a tier or two down. Uh, mm-hmm. Tate fits uh, Demarius Thomas. I, I would take Demarius Thomas first uh, of this group. Uh, Tate is close. I, I like Tate as well. Fitzgerald would be my uh, third of this group, mainly because, okay, Sam Bradford. You know, mm-hmm. how long is he quarterbacking this team for? You know, mm-hmm. is it a game? Is he, does he even start the season? When, does he get hurt in, uh, in training camp? You got the rookie. You know, when do you want to play him? You know, when do you want to play Josh Rosen? You know, and mm-hmm. when he does play, that's going to hurt uh, Fitzgerald's value, at least in my mind. It, you, I'm just playing the odds. You're playing the numbers. Your odds are rookie quarterback, passing game numbers go down. You mm-hmm. know, so I assume that. So if I'm ordering, I'm going to put... Thomas one, Tate two, Fitzgerald three. They're all wide receiver twos, so they may be wide receivers uh, ones for their uh, for their real teams. Fantasy wise, they're all wide receiver twos, which is fine. I mean, you're not gonna, we all need wide receiver twos. I just have Tate more of a safe play uh, to take here. Uh, you're right, Tate. 
not the, the greatest red zone threat. That is generally uh, Marvin Jones down there. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that maybe if that influences you one way, fine. Uh, I like Marvin Jones. I have no problem on my fantasy team. No, mm-hmm. not, I'm not taking him up with Tate, though. That's not going to happen. And one thing to remember, you know, no Eric Ebron this year. They don't really have any great tight ends. Luke Wilson, Toilolo, uh, Michael Robertson, yay. So maybe Eric there are Ebron more looks for Tate. not really a great tight end anyway. <laughs> yeah, but at least Stafford looked at him. He was something, Tate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tate just, uh, uh, Tate, uh, Ebron just sucked. Uh, what is he, in Indianapolis now? That's a strange place for him to end up. Mm. Especially uh, if you still haven't seen uh, Mr. Luck throw at the pass yet. <sighs> I got to tell you, Joe, this this gets more worrisome to me by the day. Mm-hmm. You know, every day that he doesn't throw up. I mean, Mike, it's been a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Is that shoulder yeah. shredded? I mean, really, what's going on here that he can't, he's not throwing yet? That To me, this is, this is uh, there's so many red flags here. If I'm, there's no way I'm drafting Andrew Luck right now. I mean, in the Scott Fishbowl, where it's a super flex, as, as a quarterback three, okay, because you have to draft everybody, all quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. I don't want him as a one or a two right now. I just don't want it. And I don't see me drafting him as a, even if you told me in July he starts throwing in training camp, I still don't think I'm taking him as a quarterback one in fantasy. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Your quarterback two, possibly as a backup. Which I don't like to do. I don't like drafting a backup mm-hmm. quarterbacks, but it really depends on how the league is. Everybody in their mother takes a backup quarterback, and sometimes you have no choice just to cover yourself. I prefer uh, to use my bench spots on wide receivers and uh, running backs, but uh, right now, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't touch Andrew Luck, which hurts T.Y. Hilton as well because uh, I don't know. You know Jacoby Brissett's nice, but he's not. A, he's certainly not an old worlder. And the running mm-hmm. game is, uh, you know, if you, you trust with Marlon Mack and Hines, uh, it's it's not great either. This Indianapolis offense is all about Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. We were trying to talk about uh, some quarterbacks who weren't the starters for their individual teams. And basically, Andrew Luck qualifies because uh, he hasn't played in a very long time. But uh, why don't we talk uh, Deshaun Watson for the Texans? I mean, he didn't start last season as uh, their starter, but uh, came on. Really lit that uh, offense up, you know, uh, very mobile quarterback, uh, you know, went down with a season-ending injury. What are we expecting out of him? It looks like he's going to be ready for the start of the season. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I'm not worried about the injury. Uh, I think he, uh, he'll have more than enough time to get healthy, so he'll he'll start the season there. Uh, I imagine I've had this ACL surgery up in the past, and uh, he'll be fine. He certainly got better mm-hmm. trainers than I had. He'll be good. Uh, now, I... <laughs> Listen, I think we need to take some things. For, uh, he, I don't think he'll be as going uh, like, to be a bat on fire like he was last year. Yeah, I think teams mm-hmm. will have uh, watched a lot of it, uh, tape on him. I think he caught some teams off guard here. Like Garoppolo's sort of the same thing here you know, with these guys. Yes, when they played last year, they played very well. But the teams had now an entire offseason to watch them, to find out their weaknesses, to find out how to stop them. That being said, he's a quarterback one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not – some of these people, have him as a top three overall quarterback taken. That, that to me is silly. You know, quarterback is deep here. I don't need to gamble on Watson. Maybe he doesn't run as much this year. You know, one thing they do say about the ACL, which I can tell you is also true, you can play in eight months, but the injury doesn't truly heal where your knee feels great till about two years. You know, so maybe he doesn't run as much this year. And once again, Carson Wentz could be in two this years, as well. Two years, huh? About two years, yeah, where you feel mm-hmm. great and normal again. And maybe the team, you know, Houston Affiliate says, hey, you know, you run when you have to, but we're not going to design as many runs for you as many more. We're going to keep you in the pocket. You know, this way we try and keep your uh, your hits to a minimum here, which with the quarterback is probably a smart thing to do anyway. You know, look right. at the problems that Cam Newton has had. All these runnings now, he's got the concussion problems, and Watson is not as big as Cam Newton. Then again, who is? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like Watson, but I'm not taking him over other quarterbacks. You just you know what they're going to do. You, you, mm-hmm. you, I'm not going to take him over Tom Brady. I'm not going to take him over Russell Wilson. You know, he he's in. Like I say, he's top 10 for me, which is fine, but uh, he's top 10 within reason that I don't expect him to throw over 45 touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a top-tier uh, wide receiver. Uh, you know, the rest of these guys, I mean, are you, are you into a, a Will Fuller or could Braxton Miller uh, make his presence felt? Depth guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not stars, a bench guy for me. Uh, to see mm-hmm. what happens here, to see if someone can develop outside of DeAndre Hopkins. You know, because mm-hmm. if he's going to throw, if he is going to throw the ball a ton, well, then someone else other than Hopkins has to catch those passes. They don't have a great tight mm-hmm. end either. So you, you, right. you're going to be sort of guessing who that player is outside of DeAndre Hopkins. So, yes, uh, I would take one of them at home. 
There you go. Well, you heard it here. And when we come back, uh, we'll be talking more fantasy football. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Now it's All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with George Kurtz. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. And uh, just been going through a couple of the teams where uh, they have a new quarterback under center uh, this season. And uh, why don't we uh, travel over to uh, Chicago, take a look at the Bears. Uh, Second-year quarterback, but uh, first year as the uh, full-time starter, at least to start the season, right? Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, he's got uh, got a big arm, but uh, the problem with him is uh, accuracy. That's uh, that's the, the issue with him. Uh, but uh, he's got uh, a former wide receiver one, Allen Robinson, coming off of a year-long layoff because of an injury. Big guy who could uh, leap and kind of help a quarterback who doesn't have the best accuracy by maybe, you know, jumping up and grabbing some of those balls that aren't as thrown as accurately as, as they should be. Well, you know, before I think we all, we jump up and down on Trubisky for his accuracy. Let's not forget <laughs> he had no one to throw to last year. I mean, really had no one to throw to last year. Uh, I mean, Kevin White got hurt, Cam Merrill hurt, you know, they had nobody else. It was pretty much a mm-hmm. bunch of guys that took off the street to go say, oh, go play uh, wide receiver. They fixed that now this year. You mentioned they got mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. You know, you put him with Taylor Gabriel for a deep threat. Uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you get something out of Kevin White. Who the hell knows mm-hmm. at this point? You bring it with Trey Burton. Trey Burton is a tight end I like a lot out of Philadelphia. Uh, I've said this a couple of times now. I wonder if Dallas gets more involved in Trey Burton because they were interested, but they, you know, they let it go pretty quickly. If they would have known at that time that Witten was definitely going to retire. You know, mm-hmm. I, think he's that, I think he's that kind of tight end. I think he's going he's to be pretty good. The turf in uh, Chicago is slow. It's a slow track in uh, Chicago, and it does get windy there. Obviously, the windy sea, blah, blah, blah. Later in the season, mm-hmm. it could be tough to throw. So I don't know if his accuracy is ever going to be great, but I'm not going to zing him on that for, mm-hmm. for what Chicago had last year. That's not his fault. There just wasn't anybody mm-hmm. there. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it'll be better this year. Uh, so uh, that being said, he's not a quarterback one. You know, he's barely a quarterback, too. You know, he's falling down to the 20s there. I need to see. But he has some upside there. But he's not someone that I'm going to see, even if things go well for him. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's say things go, everything goes Trubisky's way. I still don't think he throws 30 touchdowns. You know, so he's that kind of guy. Uh, quarterback three, fantasy-wise. You know, that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where I want him there. Uh, bi-week filler in two, two quarterback leagues. If he starts to take off, hey, fine, you can make that correction. But he's not someone that I truly expect to really, you know, win any fantasy with somebody who would be a must-start week in and week out. But I love what Chicago's done with the offense. Mm. What are you uh, thinking about Allen Robinson? you have any uh, – give me a prediction, like 80-plus uh, receptions? I mean, does he perform like a wide receiver one, a low-end wide receiver one? I mean, 80 receptions. Man, Joe, that's a lot. I mean, that's five a mm. game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I can't go there. Once again, also coming off the ACL – uh, injury mm-hmm. here, uh, which I think could affect him more than the quarterbacks. I mean, uh, he had 80 receptions at 15. That was a Blake Bortles, so it's certainly doable. But mm-hmm. no, I'll take the under there. You know, I'll take the mm-hmm. under. Maybe closer to 40, uh, four receptions a game, which puts him in the 65, 70 uh, catch range somewhere around there. That's what I would expect mm-hmm. from him. Uh, maybe six to eight touchdowns. Uh, I think 
next year he'll be better than this year. Once again, I said the mm-hmm. two-year two for ACL, so I think uh, that it does affect him. But next year he'll be a better player than this year. He's still young. You forget, Allen Robinson's only 24. Yeah. I mean, he seems like he's he, he seems older, doesn't he? He seems mm-hmm. 27, 28, but he's only 24. So I expect the better years ahead of him. Solid year this year. You know, he was a wide receiver three for me, uh, Allen Robinson. So it's certainly a fantasy start worthy, but uh, not a huge season. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think things could have been better in Jacksonville where they knew him a little bit more. It could be a learning experience here as well. Someone I don't mind drafting, but I don't, I don't expect, I certainly don't expect 80, 1,414 which is what he had in, in 2015. You know, I, don't think that, right. I don't know if that's ever coming again, actually, but it's certainly mm-hmm. not coming this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, well, uh, we'll say, call him a second year. I was almost going to call him a rookie, Patrick Mahomes uh, from the Chiefs, uh, taking over as a starting QB, uh, technically a second-year player. But uh, he's another guy with a big arm. But uh, you know, this, this offense in KC has the potential to be pretty explosive. I mean, when you look at who they have, I mean, Tyreek Hill, big playmaker. You throw Sammy Watkins into the mix and, and uh, probably the second best tight end in football in Travis Kelsey. Uh, very nice running game. And, uh, you know, you have uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, uh, you know, heading uh, at the head of it. So uh, what are we thinking about Patrick Mahomes? I mean, first of all, would you rather... If you, if you had to, who would you rather draft? Would you uh, would you rather draft like a Trubisky or a Mahomes? Oh, Mahomes. I'll take Mahomes mm-hmm. there. Uh, people are going nuts over Mahomes. President's quarterback mm-hmm. one. He has started one whole NFL game. <laughs> okay, I think you're out of your mind taking him as a quarterback one. Truly do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind taking. You know, you can around thirteen. No, fine. Take a shot and just take another quarterback to cover yourself. But to think he's going to be uh, great. Right off the bat, in my mm. mind, is is just silly. Now you mentioned they got Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, which will scare defenses because they can both run by you. Uh, who's mm-hmm. catching balls over the middle? Who's catching a ten yard out? You know, when you need a first down, a ten yard slant. Neither yeah. one of these guys are adept at doing that. They're both burners. I was surprised that Watkins went here because you already had Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill wasn't fast enough for you. You needed Watkins too. I think they needed a more tra- a traditional wide receiver, big target over the middle. You know, on the I'm a side who can catch that pass, and neither one of these guys are it. They both burn as big mm-hmm. play guys, you know. So I was surprised. Does that mean? Does that mean even even more uh, targets for Travis Kelsey, especially with an inexperienced quarterback looking for a safety valve? Yeah, I think it does. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. generally uh, a tight end is a, uh, a young quarterback's best friend anyway. But you said mm-hmm. big target over the middle, close to the line of scrimmage. You know, if mm-hmm. things get hairy, that's who, that's who you're throwing the ball to, and Kelsey's already great. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, Kelsey's going to have a, a fine team, assuming him and Mahomes can get on the same page, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, a legitimate worry for me. It's why I have Ertz ranked higher than Kelsey, just purely for that reason. Just because Mahomes, mm-hmm. I just don't know. You know, like anybody truly knows yet. Uh, so, and Hunt, how about just remembering you have the man? You know, <laughs> last year in the middle of the season, Andy Reid sort of forgot, and they stopped mm-hmm. running. It made no sense. We all know it's made no sense. And they stopped giving him the ball here. So I like the offense. I just, like I said, I would have preferred uh, the Allen Robinson type of receiver. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't say he would have probably would have cost more money, but I would have preferred the Allen Robinson type of receiver for Kansas City rather than Watkins. And I don't mind them moving on from, from Alex Smith. The, I think Kansas City at this point is a team that, I don't want to say it's championship or bust, but it's probably at least championship game or bust. You know, Smith mm-hmm. was only able to get you so far. You see, like divisional playoffs. Week, year in, year out. That's all he could get you for. You know, wild card game, divisional playoffs. He couldn't lead you over that hump. And so I don't mind them moving on from him. I, I don't. Maybe Mahomes can lead you over that hump because in one game he could run for that touchdown. It would just be magical. But Smith just couldn't seem to do that. Not that there's anything wrong with Smith. He's a fine NFL quarterback. But I don't mind them moving on here. But uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, I said the only thing I would have done differently, I would have preferred – uh, a different a different type of wide receiver than Sammy Watkins. Not that there's anything wrong with Watkins either. I just think you you sort of already have that in Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. I think you have it better in Tyreek Hill. Why did you need Watkins too? I would have preferred a uh, like I said an Allen Robinson type. All right. Uh, why don't we move on? Try to figure out what's going to happen uh, with the Jets. I mean, I'm thinking that McCown, Josh McCown, is probably going to open the season uh, as their. Uh, their Agreed. quarterback, but uh, you know, it, it's just a matter of time though before uh, Sam Donald uh, takes over. But uh, it's 
going to be an interesting situation with the wide receivers as well. I mean, to me, their best wide receiver is Robbie Anderson. You'd probably agree. But, you know, you don't know if this guy's going to be serving a suspension for all the uh, off-the-field situ- uh, stuff that's been going on with him. But uh, a guy that kind of gets forgotten is Quincy Inunua, who, uh, you know, th- missed all of last season. I think it was a, a, a neck injury uh, that required surgery. And, I mean, he was kind of considered on his way to becoming, you know, uh, you know, almost like a, a wide receiver one, at least for the Jets. <laughs> but uh, any interest in, in, in Nunwa? And uh, wh- where do you see Donald fitting into this equation? And, you know, how long does he sit? This is the Jets. Uh, listen, they're, they're a bad team. I don't think they'll be much all that great this season. But they've set up the offense at every position to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about the quarterback. You, you, you didn't even mention Teddy Bridgewater. I think, this I think guy. he's going to be gone, but I think they're going to cut him. I no? think he's going to be gone as well. I think they're mm-hmm. going to look to trade mm-hmm. him. The problem is, who are you trading him to? Uh, are you waiting for another team to get a quarterback injury? You know, and that's uh, odds are it'll happen that they will happen. Mm-hmm. And you trade him to that team. But Teddy Bridgewater needs to go to a, a certain kind of team. And he hasn't done anything in a couple of years. So you're not going right. to get much for him. Maybe you get a seventh round pick, you know, sixth round pick, whatever, conditional pick, something like that. But, you know, you got him. Uh, and I think, if I believe I remember correctly about Bridgewater, if they release him before game one or at a certain point in camp, they don't, you know, they lose. It's only a million dollars, so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree with you. I think McCown starts the season as the quarterback. Donald takes over eventually. When eventually mm-hmm. is, and once again, it's the same situation as with all these other teams. Week four, week eight, after the bye week, after the team starts losing a few games where it doesn't matter anymore, you know, and you want to get mm-hmm. Donald. Because I think with someone like Donald, and for, for most rookie quarterbacks that are on bad teams, I always want to want them to get their rookie year or the rookie blunders out of the way. During that year, where you're going to suck anyway, you mm-hmm. know. So why not? You know, it doesn't matter. You can let them learn on the job and make those mistakes. So I think Donald does take over at some point. Running back, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like Bilal Powell, but they got Crowell there. You got Elijah McGuire, Thomas Rolls. A lot of competition there, which is going to be a problem for fantasy owners. If I had to mm-hmm. draft one right now, it would be Crowell because I think he's going to be the goal line guy. But Palau and PPR leagues has some value. McGuire's going to sub for the one or two of these guys. Uh, one or the other at times. You mentioned wide receiver. You, you, you didn't mention Jermaine Curse and Terrell Pryor. Right. I right. mean, that's that's sort of a mess there with a whole bunch of guys yeah. that could do something, but they all get knocked down with, once the, Donald yeah. takes over. I really don't have too so much faith in either. Terrell Pryor anymore. I don't know. Can't imagine why. <laughs> you know, and Pryor's already, what, he's in a, a walking boot or a soft mm-hmm. cast, whatever, so he's already hurt right. there. Uh, even tight end, which is nobody there to even think about. Uh, Leggett, Herndon, you know, they're battling for a job. So the, the Jets are trying to set up a culture of competition and earn your job, and I have no issues with that. The problem mm-hmm. is I don't see this offense being anywhere near explosive. I would take Robbie Anderson as my wide receiver, but you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, he may have gotten away with uh, – didn't have any law, law problems, and I think all those are, have gone away now, I think. I may be wrong because he had so many of them. You know, but – we all saw with Ezekiel Elliott last uh, year. They didn't stop Roger Goodell from suspending him. You mm-hmm. know, so I think he does get suspended. Two games, four games, who the hell knows? You know, you, you never know what the NFL discipline are. Maybe it's no games. You know, but it's going to be, if, once again, if I'm drafting right now, I can't, I probably can't touch him. You know, maybe, because is it worth touching him? I mean, bad, uh, bad team, not a great offense, rookie quarterback eventually. What are you expecting out of Robbie Anderson? And if he gets four games, you may miss his, his best games because those are games we be with Josh McCown. Once Sam mm-hmm. Donald takes over, well, now you got the rookie quarterback. You know, so there's a lot not to like here about the Jets. Mm-hmm. I like the way it's set up as far as NFL-wise. Competition, get the best players uh, out there. Let them go for it. But really, fantasy-wise, is there anything truly to like here? It's just the running backs. And the only reason I like the running backs is because there just aren't enough of them to go around fantasy-wise. Uh, Crowell right. and even Powell would be guys that should both be drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Alex Smith earlier. Uh, and uh, him uh, moving on from uh, from the Chiefs, uh, and so now he is a Washington Redskin. He might end up being, you know, a better real life quarterback uh, than a fantasy quarterback. I mean, that's really you know kind of obvious in a way. I mean, it, when you look at his one loss record, I think it's pretty good. Uh, but he's got uh, he's got uh, Josh. Doxon, uh, I think that was Washington's uh, first-round pick a couple of years ago, uh, dealing with uh, had dealt with some injuries, but uh, pretty did pretty good in the uh, in the red zone. He's got uh, Jamison Crowder, who's been a p- pretty good uh, slot receiver. Uh, they added uh, Paul Richardson, uh, kind of 
acrobatic catchmaker, a former Seattle Seahawk, and then you have a, a guy like a, a Jordan Reed, who uh, you said you wrote the tight end uh, article for the Roto Experts uh, exclusive edge package. I mean, if this guy could ever stay healthy, he would probably be uh, a top three or at most a four tight end in football. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this offense meshes. Well, we know that Alex Smith likes to throw to a tight end, right? That's mm-hmm. he uh, loved to throw at Travis Kelsey. I mean, you're absolutely right about Jordan Reed. If he could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to tell me right now that Jordan Reed's mm-hmm. going to play 14 games, not even 16, he's going to play 14 mm-hmm. games, he's probably fourth right behind Gronk Hurts Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He is that kind of athletic tight end where he can, he can do everything. But he, he doesn't have the one ability we all need, availability. He gets hurt a lot. And what's really most annoying about him, Joe, is that let's say, oh, no problem. I'll draft Vernon Davis. Well, the problem is Jordan Reed's questionable so many games. He plays and plays mm-hmm. a quarter. So you still started Jordan Reed, and you got a quarter worth of action where he got hurt. And this happens multiple times during the season. He just drives right. you insane. It's not like he's out. He plays and leaves games. So you can't just stay here, no problem. Reed's out, play Davis. Doesn't work that way. You know, that's why he, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Reed kills both their values. Because if uh, once again, if you told me that even the games he misses, you know he'll it'll he'll be labeled as out. Won't you know no, no half game? No, no problem. I'll start Vernon Davis. I think Vernon Davis is still very good too. And uh, Vernon Davis and Alex Smith have played with, with each other before in San Fran, so I would like right. that a lot. You know the problem is you just don't know about Reed. This whole offense to me is based around Darius Geis. If he can be, once again, he doesn't need to be Ezekiel Elliott or what we expect Saquon Barkley to be this year. If he can just be a good running back, give them a legitimate threat at running back, then this offense should be good. You had Jameson Crowder could rebound. Paul Richardson, deep threat. Uh, Josh Doxson, little of both. Uh, It's a good offense if Geis can, can play. I say I, I don't think he needs to be an all pro or anything like that. Doesn't need to rush for fifteen hundred yards. Can he just give them a legitimate threat at running back? If he can, I like this Washington offense. Now you said it, Alex Smith is certainly a better NFL quarterback than fantasy quarterback. Fantasy wise, yeah. he's a quarterback too. So you're looking at him in super mm-hmm. flex leagues, two quarterback leagues. But uh, this Washington team is interesting. It truly is interesting because I think they have some a lot of room to improve here. The defense has improved with what they've done, so the offense should get the ball more. That's always important to me. How good is the defense? Mm-hmm. You know, can the defense give the not only give the offense the ball back, but can they get the offense the ball back in good field position? You don't always want it to be at the ten yard line, which a lot of these uh, defenses do. They you know they bend but don't break. So yeah, you, you stop the team, you stop them at your at your forty five. So they punt the ball, you're at your fifteen. You know that gets frustrating mm-hmm. after a while. You want to be able to get the ball in good field position. So I think Washington, while not a great defense, has gotten better. I think this whole team has gotten better. So I think it that would be surprised. It would surprise me if they uh, make more noise than we expect uh, this season. Uh, the Redskins, not that they're going to win the division. That's that should be the Eagles to lose. Who, who has more wins, but, your, uh, your Cowboys or the Redskins? More wins, Cowboys. I hate what Dallas has done. I mean, uh, we haven't talked about I that. I know you've but, been upset. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Witten retired. You you let Des go. You lost seventy two percent of your receptions from last year. Who are you throwing the ball to? The defense, I think, has gotten Alan better. Alan Hearns. But, <laughs> yeah, Helen Hearns. Yeah, that, that's going to work out real well. Mm-hmm. It's it's nine men in the box stopping Ezekiel Elliott. Good luck, Dak. Mm-hmm. No chance for Alan Hearns is kind of like a sleeper that could outplay his ADP. You know, a big reason why Dez is gone is because he, he and uh, Dak couldn't get on the same page. They just couldn't do it. Uh, all of a sudden, Hearns is going to be able to get on the same page with Dak. I mean, no, no, I don't see it. Hearns is worth a shot as a bench player, wide receiver five, just in case. There you go. You heard it here. All right. Well, we uh, come back at the top of the hour. Back to fantasy baseball. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 